How are we today? I am Tyler Coe, your host, and welcome in to my little mental health show. You can watch the recorded version of the show directly after today on YouTube, as well as listen on Spotify, iTunes, and most of your audio platforms. And uh, tonight's episode is going to be a blast. I am so excited for you guys to meet our guest tonight, to hear her story, uh, to learn about what she does for a living, how she gives back, and most importantly, how it's going to be able to help you. You guys have heard me talk a lot on this show about, especially this past year, um, as bad as things are right now, we have to get back to being kids. We have to get back in touch with that inner child to help restore ourselves, give us new hope, man, make us remember who we were and who we can be. And I know for a lot of you, the hits keep coming, that trauma comes back, new losses this year. Uh, painful changes you know this pandemic has locked us out of so many things that we typically would use as an outlet and I don't have to explain it to y'all y'all know that we're still in the storm and we're still riding through it and we're just trying to figure out when this thing is going to end but we don't know and I hate it for you I hate it for me and it's it's weird because because finding that happy moment nowadays is just like seeing how long you can hold your breath underwater, right? Just like a little bit longer. Please just let this happy moment last. Oh my gosh, just give me a taste. Just give me a taste because it doesn't last. They're so hard to find nowadays. We can't catch those breaks. Um, it's almost like those moments in your childhood, you know, when bedtime was approaching and you're, you're rushing to finish that video game or finish that chapter, building that toy before mom and dad say lights out. It's how quick our happy moments are disappearing. Um, and you savor every second of it. I know that's difficult to do. Um, so let's start taking those moments back, right? That's what we need to try and do in any way we can. So this season, I'm going to have on more guests that are going to give you new ideas, steer you in directions to find new activities, new releases to help you out. And you guys know that I've kind of been practicing what I preach, that I picked up piano last year and I'm still playing playing um i actually kind of created my own song which i'm very nervous about playing for you guys but we'll probably do that at the end of this month and i re recently started painting you guys know that and i've continued to do it so i'm trying to walk that walk and i want you guys to do it as well um i'll actually show it to you right now my little painting um this is something <laughs> i've kind of been working on a little bit this is it's not finished yet but that is me and my dog just chilling out looking at the apocalypse a little dark I mean, literally, the painting's a little dark, but, eh, you know, it's kind of what I'm feeling right now. It's like the end of the world, but me and my dog, Danny, with her ridiculous underbite, we're just kind of like hanging out. So uh, it, it still brings me a lot of joy, and I know it's not that good. It's not professional, but I've been learning as somebody who is a perfectionist to stop focusing on that as much. It's still difficult to do. I still want to win at everything I do and be the best at everything I do, but I'm learning to take a break. So, the other thing that I've started discussing and practicing is uh, we need to dive deeper, right? We gotta start doing things that are more primal. We have to get to the true essence of who we are as a human being, and what is more primal than dance? Now, I'm not the biggest dancer in the world. I, I did go to this thing called Cotillion when I was a kid. I, I don't know if they have that across seas for all you folks in England. Uh, but it's basically like manner school. So like they tell you like where the fork goes and the spoon, and then they teach you some dances like the waltz and the foxtrot and I'm trying to think of some others, but I can't really remember. See, I'm not even that good of a dancer. Um, 
And the reason I want to talk about that is because dancing is something that has always intimidated me, and maybe that intimidates you as well. And I think the why is because every time I've seen somebody dance, they're happy. I've never seen a sad dancer. And probably the people you know in your life that dance or, you know, have been a professional dancer or whatever they do, they're happy. At least in that moment, they're like really happy. And I've always been envious of that. It kind of frustrates me with my own limitations. And those limitations aren't physical ones. They're just mental ones that I can't get through. They make me like go inward and attack myself because I can't do that thing. I want to be as happy as those people. So our guest tonight is going to help us out with that and answer that question, maybe some more, and who knows, maybe she's going to be able to get you dancing by the end of uh, the episode tonight. So I want to introduce somebody very special who's joining us. She is the CEO and founder of Melody Dance Fit in Austin, Texas. And guys, her accolades are amazing. I'll try and get through as many as I can. She was Class Pass Instructor of the Year for four consecutive years. She has been featured on CBS News, Texas Monthly Magazine, and the Huff Post. She has taught at international conferences and festivals, including South by Southwest, Austin City Limits. She's taught uh, at companies like Lululemon, Facebook, Bumble, Google. And Melody's life mission is to take intimidation out of dance and help people unlock the power within. Oh, by the way, she has a music video called Havana that has over like 39 million views. So, okay, I'm just going to get her on because it would take me the rest of the night to get through her accomplishments. So, please give a warm welcome to Melody Afkami, a.k.a. Melody Dance Fit. So, uh, Melody, how are we today? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. Uh, give me one second. I got to figure out if our audio is working. Can you guys hear her? Is my audio working? Yep, it's working now. Yeah. There's oh, a, right. Every week, Melody, I, I never do this show perfectly. I'm always making mistakes. It frustrates me, but I, I'm so glad we got you on. That's all that matters. We can hear you now. We can see you're good to go. Is there is there a way for me to see the comments that people are saying, or am I am I in the wrong view? You uh, are not going to be able to see it, but I'm going to tell you oh, what. Right okay. now, they're like pumped that you're here. They're Yay! Very, okay. I wanted <laughs> they're to very say excited. <laughs> um, so Melody, just to kind of get started, um, you know, the biggest thing I've taken away from like learning about you and, and you know, uh, getting to see what you do is that um, kind of what I talked about in, in your introduction is that it's it, it really isn't just about dance. It's about what dance means to you and what it can unlock in a human being. And I think for us um, that are mentally afflicted, that's something we could really use. And we, we need to get under all those layers of cynicism that bury our emotions and get back to being that primal human being. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, for me, I, I always say that it's not at all about dance and it's not at all about fitness. You know, I don't really, I did grow up dancing and I was in the competition world and it was always about your technique, how well can you do it? What was your score? And in fitness, it's kind of that same that same vibe. Like everything's about like, oh, be the best, be the best. And so when I created this concept of uh, just like a dance fitness class that's not serious and it's geared toward just letting go and it's geared toward that internal release, I really felt like that was needed. So I was really happy to create that and just – I, I, they always say like create what you want and what you feel like you need and that's exactly what I did. 
I, I think that's amazing. I, I want to ask, like, how did you start doing that? Because you didn't start off like in dance, right? Like you, you, as far as a professional career, you, you were doing something completely different. Yeah, no, I graduated from UT and I, I just, I guess I was just trying to like support my ego. And I was like, I'm going to get just a, an adult job and I'm going to be independent and I'm going to get this, I'm just going to work in the tech industry and it'll all be dandy and fine. And like, five months in i was just severely unhappy and feeling depressed and feeling burnt out but also feeling extremely restless which I, i'm sure so many people can um, identify with that simultaneous like restlessness and burnout and i'm sure we're all feeling it right now through the pandemic but i was just feeling really like oh is this it like is this gonna be my life and i've always been so creative at heart and so emotional like my feelings have feelings i always say that and i just didn't feel anything going to work so um yeah i the transition was really weird i didn't like write a business plan i just started teaching zumba originally on the side and then that class grew at the studio and then i started volunteering and all the dots connected to where I just eventually was renting out the studio to do a melody dance fit class one time a week. And again, it was never intended to be this business. I, I just, I just was in love with teaching people how to free themselves through dance. So it all just sparked from that moment. I think that's amazing. I mean, it's not shocking that people like gravitated towards that because it wasn't just about like dance, right? Like there's something underlying that was way more important. And I think, I, I mean, just talking about it a little bit for myself, like I've kind of always wanted to do what you do. Like I've always wanted to break dance. I remember like years ago, I saw this girl who did kind of one of those day one and then day uh, 365 and she taught herself how to break dance. And the first day, so cringe, so awkward, but then she goes to the last day and she's in front. She's like at a, in New York at a subway station. And it's like she's been doing it her whole life. And it's like just that good reminder that these things that can be really scary for us, especially dance, because that is so revealing, right? You're, it's not something you can really hide. It's like what is inside you. That's, I imagine for people that are coming into your class that that is a very hard first step to take is how do I get out of my comfort zone and allow myself to just let my body take over? Yeah, and it really for me is is uh, setting that that environment immediately. You know, at the beginning of class, the first thing I say is, "No one gives a shit what you look like in here. This is a safe space for you to just move and groove, and this let this class be what it needs to be for you." And day to day, that's gonna it's gonna be different one day, and and really giving people that permission. And verbalizing it is, I think, what made the biggest difference and what made my classes kind of grow is, you know, in Zumba, you weren't really taught to talk. In fact, the the owner of the studio was like, you should talk a little bit less. You're talking a lot in between the songs. And I, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I'll stop. But then I was like, no, wait a second. I have like, I have a serious message. And it really, it's this message that really came from within me, which is just like, take the pressure off. Like what can you do for yourself right now just let go take the pressure on it take the pressure off and what would you do if you just didn't care like imagine the the relief that you could feel if you if you don't carry all that while you're dancing so how would you start that let's say i walked into one of your dance classes 
and I'm somebody who's already upset with myself because I'm like, this is stupid. Why are you even doing this? This is going to be so awkward and embarrassing. Like, what is that kind of that first thing you you say to somebody to like just just to let them start moving just like a little bit? Because I would come in stiff as a board. I wouldn't yeah. even want to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very mental. It's very mental. It's not just like it, it's it supersedes the physical because when you walk in and you are there for your first time, I know, I know how intimidating it can be. And especially to go into a class where perhaps other people know people and you don't know anybody. So the first thing I would do and the first thing I always try to do, no matter how big these events get, is if I see somebody who's new or I'll ask people, I basically just uh, introduce myself and kind of give them a real a preview before I get on stage. And then once I'm on stage, I again ask who's here at a Melody Dance Fit class for the very first time. And those first timers, they're shy, but they'll they'll just kind of be like uh, me. And I have everybody in the class clap for those new people, which I I think that some shy people are like, oh my god, that makes it so much worse. But in a way, it really just doesn't because you have these strangers that are immediately, like within five seconds of the class, just immediately giving you props for trying something new because, man, that, that's a big deal to go into a class, not know anything you're going to do. It's not your average fitness class where you're just going to be doing squats. It's like you don't know what's coming. So I think starting out with that praise and and immediately reassuring people that, they're in a safe spot. Like nobody in here is trying to be a professional dancer. So I think that's what I would do if, if you came to class. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would try and uh, follow your lead. Yeah. The clapping thing, I would probably like walk out the door. I hate that. <laughs> I'm not a, Oh my God. If somebody tries and say, sings happy birthday during my birthday, <laughs> it's, like, it's a fast process. Like, oh, give it up, you know, give it up for these people. Yeah. It's not like timer, you know, it's not going to be like that. But everybody point and laugh that the dude can't dance. Um, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so I, I imagine too, I mean, because the other part of this really is the mental health factor. So, like, I know that a lot of your messaging is about that. So, when it comes to your own mental health, what challenges have you faced in your life that this has kind of been the outlet or that you could see that this can be something that helps? Yeah. Uh, how much time do you have? Four <laughs> hours? I'll get into we, all my. No, we got um, all the time in the world. All the time in the world. Um, well, I guess it all started when I was. Well, okay. So my parents are both from Iran. Um, I was born here in Austin, and I think right off the bat, what I can say is through teaching and uh, kind of public speaking about. Um, let yourself be wherever you are. And I think that's what truth, what, what dance does is it gives you the truth of where you are. And as I've been saying that and preaching that for so many years, it's only now that I'm realizing like, why is this so important for me? Why is this such a mission for me? And I think it's because, you know, when you're the daughter of two immigrants and you're in kindergarten or you're in first grade, like, I really think that I had this this feeling of like, I didn't really know where I belonged. And I didn't, I knew, I, I knew that I was different because my parents had an accent and, and I just, I knew I didn't look like the kids in class. And I just, and, and the weird thing was is that like, I had never been to Iran either. So it's like that weird feeling of like, wait, where do I fit in? And wishing I had somewhere to fit in, wishing I had somewhere I could belong. And I think 
at the crux of every human is that feeling of just like, I don't feel like I belong. I don't feel like I'm quote unquote normal. And so I think through this and what I do, it's it's been something for my own mental health. It's really important for me to remind people to not be so hard on, hard on themselves, to take the pressure off and and play a little bit. And most importantly, it's important for people to know that they are enough and they always will be enough, no matter how many achievements they have or they don't have. They are enough just by being themselves. And I think that it's deeply rooted from like how I felt when I grew when I grew up. And dance has just always been that thing for me that I, I feel like it just doesn't have any judgment and it does help me get to the truth of where I am and it does reveal the darkness and something that I always talk about in my class is, you know, we should talk about the darkness. I don't think that everything in fitness has to be all about toxic positivity. I don't think everything should be like, you're happy. Come on, you're happy. Just try harder. Be grateful. And I'm just, I was just so sick of that. And I was so sick of that vibe that I wanted to be able to go into my own fitness class and not work for a gym and just be like, who feels like crap today? Good. You, you, me too. I had a day. And let's talk about it and let's dance with it. Let's stop repressing this stuff that exists in all of us. And the sooner that we can admit that we're all vulnerable to insecurities, um, trauma, anxiety, depression, like those things are so much more prominent than we realize, but we don't always talk about them. So we, we feel alone, right? We feel like we don't belong. And so... I don't even really know what your question was, but hopefully that answered it. <laughs> no, you, I mean, you did. I mean, that's I mean, that's the crux of a lot of it right there is that that fitting in, especially when you don't know what's going on with yourself. It seems like you had like a pretty good handle of getting pulled between two different worlds. You know, the past of where your parents came from and then trying to assimilate yourself into an American country has got to be a very difficult thing to do. Um, and like you said, just trying to find that place where you fit is really hard if you have a mental affliction because there's already that stigma with it of like, these people aren't gonna like me because I'm X, Y, and Z. So, I, and I love that mentality of like, yeah, we can't keep doing the positivity thing when it, there is nothing more detrimental to a person who's suffering from something mentally when you say, just smile, just don't mm -hmm. be sad anymore. Like those things aren't real. So I, I love that you're preaching the truth in there is like, hey, my day sucked. This was the worst. This pandemic is ridiculous. You know, like I got s stuck in the snow because we don't have a, we have a power grid that doesn't work in Texas. Like those things drive you crazy. It's good to admit those things. But I, I imagine on the flip side for you, as somebody who kind of is a leader of this movement, you are the face of what you do. You lead these things. Do you ever run into what we call compassion fatigue? Do you ever kind of get burnt out on giving too much of yourself to people? Yes. Absolutely. I had to kind of have a, um, a, a re kind of structuring boundaries and for my, for myself. And I think that I went through my own stuff as well. Like I lost, um, one of my best friends to a drug overdose and I had to teach like a big event the next day. And it was one of those things where it was like, I was able to do it and I didn't feel like I actually had to force myself through it. It really felt like it was a moment of, okay, here's, here's the opportunity to really let dance be that thing that can affect the room tonight and let, and take that pain that you have and let it inspire you to do something really special tonight that you haven't done. And 
I think that it's really important when you end up doing something that you love, it's really important to note that you can still get extremely burnt out in it and you can still sometimes feel that fatigue. And I think that people kind of give you this look of like, what, you're doing what you love. Like you're not stuck at a this this XYZ job. Like you like it, right? And you're doing well, right? Just be happy. And it's and it there is that compassion fatigue. That's such a great way to put it because, you know, sometimes people after class, which I I mean I really still love this, but after class sometimes people that's when they're reeling the most with emotion because they've just worked out and they've just let go and they did something scary and uh, people tell me really heavy things after class. And, and while I'm 100% engaged in there, I think that it has taken a lot out of me as far as like the rest of my life looks. I've become much more of an introvert, I found. I used to like doing a lot of social things and now I'm just like, no, it's gonna take me a lot more to get me out of here, like to, to go do something. And this was pre-pandemic. So, you know, I think I think it's it, it was just measuring, you know, let's put a boundary here. And also, how, how do I recharge? I love being extroverted, I love being on stage, and I love doing what I do, but I really need alone time because when else am I gonna be with myself in my own darkness, you know? Because I feel like, my relationship with my shadow, it really inspires me a lot. You know, the times where I've been the most creative, it has been when I've been in my, you know, moments of depression, moments of just feeling really bad about myself. There's always information there. And so hopefully whoever's watching can can take that with them because I really have found that through my career. Like, I'm not saying I, I want to be down, down there, but if you're down there, there's information there and don't, don't avoid it because there's information and it's, it's like the dawn of a new beginning. It's the dawn of a new cre kind of creation. So let it, let it inspire you to, to be more creative and to kind of start something new. That is an unbelievable perspective. I've never heard it put that way. Like hanging out with your shadow. I have never thought about it in terms like that. Um, that hit. Thank you for hitting me right now. That, that's something yeah. I'm going to be thinking about a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, th I think you're right. It's so tough that, yeah, nobody can stay up all the time. And it's, it's scary when you go down because you know you got to eventually come up out of it. But I love the idea of creativity being built in that situation. Um, and besides dance, I mean, are there other things that you like to do that are those outlets for you that are maybe completely away from dance that are still in the creative vein that can give you release? Um, you know, I lately I've been I've been trying to write a little bit more. And it's so funny because. I'm all about mental health, but I swear if, if some, if one more person tells me to like write in a gratitude journal, I'm just going to be like, ah, so I've always, it's like one of those things where, you know, they tell you like it, whatever you resist, you should probably do. And I've resisted writing for a while. And so I, that's been a, a good outlet. And another thing that, uh, my, my business partner, Rachel who works with me, uh, we've, we've decided to take like singing breaks. So we'll just like take a break and we'll just go sing a random karaoke song. I don't know, like a whole new world. And I, and it sounds <laughs> cheesy, but I don't know, something happens. Like I, and I don't even, I, I, I would never want to sing in front of people, but it's one of those things where 
I do feel something like I, I really encourage people to sing more often because I think it, it's got to open up like one of those your throat chakra. I'm sure I, I'm not educated in that, but I feel I feel something whenever I just let myself sing. I do. No, I do that all the time. Actually, if I have like a big meeting to go to or even if I'm about to go on a date, I sing on the way to that like engagement because it does it like at least it gets you talking, it gets you moving. Like you're not just like stuck with all that stress and anxiety. So I think that's but great. What advice. do you sing? What do you sing though? Okay, I'm gonna tell you what I sing because I ain't gonna sing on this show. No, like, no, no. I know. I, I just want to know what song. Um, I sing everything. Um, anything like I have full spectrum, and I gotta ask you about this too because I want to know what you sing. But I'll, I'll go anywhere from like the weekend to Johnny Cash. So like love I it. love you know anything like that. What about okay? So what are you singing? Like if you we're taking three songs, what do you got? I'm singing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I like to listen to every and any genre. And I know everybody says that, but I really like my my liked playlist is is like anything from System of a Down to Disney to Radiohead to you know, Megan the Stallion to, you know, oldies. It's just it's just a lot of everything. But when it comes to what I would sing, uh, I'm kind of like a sucker for like 90s country songs or like Jewel or I don't know. That's I'm, I, I can get with that. I, I mean, we grew up like in the same era with 90, 90s country wasn't bad. There's some catchy tunes in there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I God, the 90s are great. And then like the songs right before, like um, what's that song? Is it Tracy Chapman sings that you got a uh, fast car? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, That's I love so I will good. sing to that song all day long. I love yeah. that. It resonates. Um, and when it comes to dance, I got to ask, like, what are some of the type of the, uh, songs that you would, let's say, you know, nobody can come in person. We got some folks watching the show that, you know, are immunocompromised and the pandemic has really been hard on them. What are some good song recommendations that you would give to get people moving? Like, what is a song that instantly, no matter who they are, it's going to get them moving that you think would be good for them to listen to? Yeah. Um, there is a song that I play in class and I've been playing it for years and it's just such a joyful song and it's called Hello by Kez, K-E-S. And writing this down. It, yeah, it's uh, a song from Trinidad and it's just so happy. It's just so, you cannot listen to this song and somehow be elevated from it. And I actually heard it when I was in a lift and I, and, and I asked my Lyft driver, I was like, I got to know what this song is because this ride just like lifted my spirit. And so I always, I really do try to find songs like that for my class. You know, I think that if a song moves me, it's much more likely that I'll, you know, exude that joy that I feel and it'll be more contagious. That is a song that will make people feel really good. That's a really good recommend. I've never heard that song or I think I haven't, uh, but I'm going to go check that out. I was thinking in terms of like, I was trying to think about that before the show tonight of like, I should probably ask her about music because she dances to songs. So like, that would be a good idea. Um, but I'm trying to think of like other songs that like would get you going. And like, I think of Thriller, which I know is probably like such a basic like answer, no, really? but it like those, those songs that just make you move. And so I know I have dance in my body like everybody else. I just got to kind of find you it. You do, you do. And a big thing is like what, what makes me want to move is going to be different than what makes you want to move. And I, one thing that I always 
recommend like you you asked what I would do if you came into my class for the first time but it, say you just never even wanted to come to my class but you did want to explore moving your body to music and just kind of dancing and get in touch with that primal side I always say make a playlist of three to five songs that you love that you know the ones that are energizing not not your crying playlist because I have a crying playlist but we'll talk about that later but the ones that really energize you and get you going no matter what we all have those songs like we all do so you make a playlist of just those songs and just get up and you don't have to even have a mirror but if you have a mirror it's great the first exercise I would give people is do the ugliest most awkward weird dance you can think of and just keep doing it like for me it's always like doing this weird hun hunchy like thing and like because then you end up making yourself laugh and you release this tension in your body and you realize oh this doesn't matter like this is not that serious and you just start moving the way you want to and that's what dance is dance is not this right or wrong kind of thing we've made it that way society has made it that way but it's moving however the F you want to move. Like, you make the rules. So, yeah, I would say that y'all should do that. <laughs> that sounds like a really good idea. I mean, that's great advice. I know our audience is going to eat that up. But you made me literally, like, retreat inside myself thinking about myself standing in front of a mirror <laughs> trying to dance. Oh, man, I'm, like, sweating see, right now do, thinking when about do, it. When you do the ugly dance, you're not trying. That's the thing. I think that's the good thing about that exercise is that, like, you're not you're you're no longer trying to look cool. You're actually trying to look really crazy and weird and just the the most obscure dance that you can think of. Then you're like, okay, the pressure's <laughs> off, right? That is that's awesome advice. I guarantee you, we got some folks that are watching, listening that are going to be trying that in the next few days. So, and I got to do that too. I got to think about some songs. I can't do Thriller because then I'm gonna, just going to want to do the dance moves. I, I have to pick some other songs. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you can do it like to a T. I'm forced to do it a lot of uh, almost every Halloween because Rachel, she's like, we gotta do Thriller. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so you're over Thriller, that's done. It's like Miley Cyrus singing a oh, part over, of the yeah, USA. She don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's too funny. Um, I mean, these are only good things. I love that perspective of it, especially what you just said right there is, I think we all hold on to with something like dance is that it has to be cool. Like it, I think you probably more than anybody are probably leading that charge of like, no, 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 it does not need to be cool. Because you see those videos online of like dance offs and stuff like that, which are super entertaining and fun. But there is that cool factor, like it has to be good. It has to be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I noticed the stark difference between my class and another class that I go to. And I go, I go to that class feeling extremely intimidated because it's, it's like, one of the hardest classes at Ballet Austin, and it's it's uh, an advanced hip hop class. And some days I feel like I can kind of keep up, and other days I'm just there with a bunch of other like 14 year olds, and I'm like twice their age, and I'm just like, ah, and I can't move as fast. And and you know I love the instructor; he's one of my really good friends. But his style and the the world of dance, if you're if you're teaching, it's like that was that wasn't good. Do it again. That wasn't good. Do it again. No, come on, get it on here. And it's, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not at all what I'm trying to do. Like I'm trying to do the complete opposite. Like, oh, well just do, do whatever you can do. Like if you want to dance in the corner and just live your own life in the corner for that whole hour, do it. Like I just want people to feel good in their bodies because I think that 
I think that dance gives you something different than going to the gym and doing squats and burpees. I think that's a really good idea for all of us to uh, start thinking about is that that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about physically. I mean, it's a great thing to do, but it's really about that internal emotion that you need to have, which is it's okay to not be cool and just have fun and be goofy and do the, what am I doing? The, the, the crazy hanger arm dance that you do in the morning. I'm going to start. Yeah. You have to hunch. You have to hunch over really to get it. I have to hunch. I have to hunch. Yeah. You have to like really hunch over. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, even when I see video, I'll never forget the first time I saw a video of me teaching my class. I mean, in my head, I thought I was really graceful and like, everybody, but oh my gosh, I was like, like, it was so, so aggressive that I was like, is that me? Oh my gosh. Like that's, that's so embarrassing. And so as much as I preach this idea of like, who cares what people think, just dance, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm, I face that still all the time. You know, we're all, we all kind of like shudder at the sound of our own voice, like videos of us dancing. Like it's, it's more like I'm, I want to be there on the journey with everybody. Like nobody's here to look cool. And even when I see videos of myself teaching class, I'm like, I'm all over the place, but I, but I'm having fun. And it's like, I always say that I, it's like I mentally black out because I'm so in, in the flow of what I'm doing. And that's, that's my goal is to get other people in the flow of things. I love that. That's really heartwarming to hear. I like that you're a part of everyone else. You're with the people. And those are the type of people we need uh, fighting for everybody else and their mental health right now as individuals that understand that. So thank you so much for sharing all that with us. You've got us, you got a lot uh, uh, of homework assignments for us and we got to figure out, we got to figure out songs. We got to start <laughs> doing our goofy dance in the morning. I'm loving it. We got to play with our shadow. This is great, yeah. Melody. I appreciate it. Um, before we let you go, I, I do want to ask, you do have something like pretty big coming up that actually people watching and listening to the show could be a part of, correct? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for asking. I, for the first time ever, I'm launching an online program that is really getting down to the crux of what I've been doing in my classes and with my brand for the past eight years. And, you know, over the pandemic, I've had my own shifts. I've had my own, you know, mental health, stuff come up as everybody I'm sure has experienced, you know, their own kind of like, what really matters to me? What's, what's most important to me. And when I dug a little bit deeper, kind of like what you were saying at the beginning of, of this podcast is like, I don't at all really resonate with fitness. Like I've never been the fitness type person, like all respect to everybody in the fitness industry, but I, that's not really what I do. And that's not what this is about at all. So I'm launching a program called Dance to Heal, and it's really the intersection of dance and mental health and unlocking a connection so that you can use dance as a tool to release, restore, rejuvenate, cope, you know, really allowing it to be this unlocking of uh, a power that's within all of us, I think. And um, I'll be doing weekly live group coaching calls and it's a six week course. So every week you'll get a dance session to repeat three times. And then we have like little training modules where we do talk about, you know, those, those deeper concepts of like honoring your shadows, vulnerability, you know, 
how, um, you know, the science of how emotions get trapped in our bodies because they really do. And there's so much science coming out about it now. And so it's really about, you know, thinking about your mental health and then utilizing dance as a way to assist and help and just restore how you feel so that you can elevate your well-being. I'm sold. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I've been thinking about it. Like I just, this is something I want to do. So, and to my audience, you have no excuse now. You need to go find Melody, and you need to be a part of this. Um, and yeah, Melody, if you would have me, I would love to try and come do this because I think this is. Um, I've been trying to just break through barriers with my own mental affliction and trying to, trying to get more healing processes in place. I need to come learn how to break dance. Can you teach me how to break dance? Do it. I mean, I don't know if I can teach you how to break dancing. Uh, I don't really know how to do that, but I can definitely help you with, uh, you know, dipping your feet in dance and feeling more comfortable in your own body. You should absolutely come to my class. So if there's anybody in Austin, I have a big event at Emo's, and that's a big thing that we do in my events is that we don't do dance studios. We don't do gym studios. We do clubs and concert venues so the lighting is really dark and the music's really loud so you can't hear your thoughts so oh thank god um Tyler, you should definitely come to that i'm glad that it's dark um uh, the less people <laughs> that'll see me move the better yeah yeah um, it helps everybody um well melody uh, i mean you helped us a lot tonight thank you so much for joining us um and sharing your story i i think uh, the way that you go about this and what you talk about is the right way. I think it's about helping people and getting us in touch with, with us. Um, and we need more of that now more than ever in this world. We all know how tough it is. So people like you, you're a bright spot. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my audience, I know you still can't see the comments, even though you wanted to. They love you. <laughs> so you're more than welcome to come back on the show whenever you want. Um, and yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for doing what you do. Seriously, it's really nice to see a male in this position talking about what you're talking about. So, yes, ma'am. Absolutely. It is, I got to tell you, it's one of my missions. I know that we got to get the fellas talking and the world yeah. might be a little bit yeah. better if we did. So we're, we're still working on that. So maybe yeah. dance is a good outlet for the, for the boys. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Melody, you stay safe. Um, you keep dancing, and um, we'll have to see you again another time. Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Oh, Melody is awesome. What do you think, guys? Tremendous. I, I think what she talked about with um, um, playing with your shadow, I've never thought about that before. That was amazing. And I like that it kind of identifies that dark place that we all go to, not as like this evil monster, but it's just your shadow. That's a little less intimidating, right? Um, her messaging tonight and everything she talked about was tremendous. I'm so excited that you guys got to meet her. Um, I know maybe some of you at the beginning were like, why do you have a dance uh, instructor, a dance teacher on? It's because of everything she talked about. It's really not about dance. It's about getting in touch with who you are which is an awkward thing to do. It's a cringe thing to do. We all know that it can be. Um, but man, look how much joy it brings. So I'm really glad that we got to have her on tonight. Uh, that was very much a joy. Um, so that's going to be it for tonight's episode. You guys need to go find Melody. Go to Melody Dance Fit. You can go find her website. I want you guys to sign up 
for her courses if you can. I think it'd be uh, very beneficial to every single one of us. And I'm 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 not lying. I'm gonna go dance, and I might film it, and I might bring that back to the show. Put my money where my mouth is. That's gonna be so bad. I uh, even just thinking about it. I I but that's something I need to process because I want to look cool. Of course I want to look cool. I'm a vain individual, and I need to get over that. I think things would be better if I did. And maybe that's the same case uh, that you find yourself in. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, again, if this is your first time, we do the show every single week, um, usually around this same time, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Central here in the States. Uh, we also will do w uh, weekend streams as well where we're kind of hanging out and gaming and whatnot. So I hope to see you guys next time. And until then, take heart and take care.